Good morning, everybody, an educated economist here. So everybody's living off of hopium. That's what happened with the market rally yesterday. Now, we have to thank most of the biggest rallies that happen, happen during a bear market, which is something very interesting to think about because people get quite excited when they see a downturn in the market and then all of a sudden get a little glimmer of hope. And then bang, everybody starts jumping into the market and you see a big market rally taking place. When everybody thinks, okay, this is it. We've turned, we're, you know, we're through the woods. We're now coming out the other side and everybody's going to start, you know, it's going to be like happy days again. But that's not what's happening here. The Federal Reserve has been trying to combat inflation with the lifting of interest rates. Now, this impression has put on the consumer a slowdown. Like they are not happy with the idea that the Federal Reserve is going to lift interest rates and that it's going to be more expensive on them to make purchases with debt. Now, what I find interesting from this is that we have a case in which that we have like things like automobiles and houses and asset prices like that coming down dramatically. And we're finding things like TVs and cell phones and electronics and all these consumable items like that. All these items are starting to come down. These are typical items that are purchased with debt. And when debt is used, then you find those things that are used for debt and the interest rates rise that's what falls first. Now, what I have been saying for quite some time is that a, a lot of this has more to do with the supply chain breakdown than has to do with the Federal Reserve and the monetary printer, right? Now, if we look at the Federal Reserve and the monetary printer go burr, we are going to see that there is obvious case for inflation. Prices go up when money printer goes burr. I mean, it's like, you know, this is the simplest way to kind of explain that. And really, a lot of people just kind of washed their hands of the whole idea and said, that's it. That's that's all you need to look at. Now, I looked at it much deeper than that because what I saw was a supply chain breakdown. Now, when you think about 100 freighters sitting off the coast of L.A., that's material that is not going through the, the economy, that was not going through the United States. And now I was calling that out as the major reason why we are seeing the inflation scenario that we are. Because if that stuff is sitting on freighters, it's not sitting on the shelf. And if it's not sitting on the shelf, then the demand for it's going to go up. And if there's a demand for it and you're not getting it or you're getting allocated, then you're going to order a lot of it. And that's what happened. That's what we saw this major manufacturing boom. This overwhelming consumer demand was completely fake. It wasn't that it was fake consumer demand. There was a lot of that out there. We had stimulus checks and we had a, a problem with distribution because of the lockdowns that had taken place. So there was a dramatic drop in inventory. Now that overwhelming consumer demand it wasn't as overwhelming as people thought it would have been like all these people were like hey i got this money and i want to spend it and there's nothing here and when a when a provider of goods is trying to earn money and they have 15 people out there saying i want and they don't have and they typically order 10 but they got 15 people standing out the door then they're going to order 30. what's even worse is if you order 10 and you get five, then you're going to order more just to make sure that you get your 10. This is the type of things that was happening. When people were looking out there and saw that the shelves were empty, when they did find it, they would buy it all, whether they wanted it or not. They would just take it all. And if they couldn't find it or were afraid they weren't going to find it or they thought the prices were going to go up, again, they would buy it. So these are the reasons that we had such an overwhelming consumer demand. It was a perception issue that had taken place. Now, I said it a while ago, when the mandates come to an end, 
we are going to find that the distribution network is going to open up and we're going to find the prices drop. That's exactly what we are seeing. Now, I said everybody's going to, and the Fed's going to take credit for it too, but everybody's going to point at the Federal Reserve and saying they're the ones who are causing the pain. They're the reasons why the housing market is crashing. They're the reasons why the automobiles are coming down. They're the reasons why we're having a recession. They're the reasons, right? This is in, it's exactly what the Federal Reserve wants everybody to think. They want them to slow down the consuming so that they can get the interest or the inflation back down to the 2% average what they were looking for over time. Now, everybody thinks that they're going for a 2% target and that once they hit it, that they're going to reverse course. That's not the case. Once they hit 2% at inflation, like right now we're at like, what was it? Six it came in, came in less than what, uh, what they, everybody was expecting. That's what caused the market rally is they're like, okay, now the federal reserve gets the reverse course because the, the inflation is now starting to come down. But it's not, it's like going from 75 miles an hour down to 55 miles an hour, or 65 or whatever it was. It, it's not, <clears throat> it, it wasn't like, a, it's not like inflation is, is reversed or anything like that. It's just not going as fast, right? So there's still plenty of inflation out there and plenty of reason for the Federal Reserve to keep the interest rates elevated. But like I said, until they get it down to the 2% and under that 2% for some time. I mean, it's going to take a while. And so people think they have this idea that the Federal Reserve is going to reverse course. They're not. Even if they slow down on the lifting of interest rates, that's still lifting of interest rates, right? Because they go from 75 to 50, the market's going to be like, oh, yay, this is awesome. And they're going to start rallying the markets again. But that's not that's not what happened. And we're still in a bear market. It's still going to be a restrictive monetary policy that they're moving into or staying in for some time. So this is what we can expect. I mean, look at the, I'm going to leave a bunch of articles down there. Think, look at the buildup of containers. This is something I said was going to happen. I said this overwhelming consumer demand causing all this stuff to get stuck on these freighters is causing more people to build the containers because the, all these containers are sitting on freighters. They don't need more containers. They just need to unload these containers that are sitting on freighters. But they started building more containers so they can fill it up so they can send that stuff over here to the United States. And what happened? Now there's an overwhelming amount of these containers. They're filling up everything and there's there's no more demand. Like there's like where are these containers going to go? Nobody wants them anymore. So I have a feeling that people are going to start buying them and moving into them because there's going to be a glut of these things that people are going to need to get rid of and they're going to go for super cheap it's like get the hell out of here we have no place to put these things and so people are going to start moving into them it's something that's i that's a future prediction we'll see see if that happens next year or the year after or something when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply but that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's taking place right now. So it's a sign that of exactly what I said was going to happen. I mean, it's just, you know, that severing of the supply chain was the main reason we had most of the issues that we had. And because they severed the supply chain, it gave the ability for these for these central bankers to bail out the corporations. And now this is a very tricky way of going about it, but look at the article because corporations are suffering right now with the lifting of interest rates. <clears throat> the smart corporations got into cash during the low interest rate period. 
Okay, so during the pandemic, the Federal Reserve dropped interest rates down to zero. During that time, them, along with the Treasury, set up what they called special purpose vehicles. It was 13 lending facilities to backstop every corner of the financial market. So if somebody wanted a loan out there, the, the special purpose vehicle was there to buy it. It's to make sure that there was going to be no freezing of the markets. The only way they could have created these special purpose vehicles was the unusual and exigent circumstances of the, of the pandemic. So the Federal Reserve had a special purpose vehicle designed to buy corporate debt. It was the corporate debt lending facility is exactly what it was called. And with this corporate debt lending facility, they funded it with like a lot of money, $650 billion or some ridiculous amount. Now you have to think like $650 billion. Well, back, okay, just a little side note, 2007, before the economic crisis took place, before the great financial crisis, the Federal Reserve balance sheet was $850 billion. So think about this special purpose vehicle with $650 billion worth of money and the threat that they were going to be buying corporate debt, right? And in fact, they did buy a little corporate debt and they said that they were going to be buying the fallen angels. And now everybody started rushing into this corporate debt thinking they were going to front run the Federal Reserve. And these corporate debt, all these corporations started feeding on this low interest rates. And they're like, yeah, give me all that. Here's bond back to bond. You know, let me buy, get all that cash, right? You buy all these bonds at this incredibly low interest rates. I'm selling them for top dollar. And they got into a lot of cash. Now the smart ones are still sitting on that cash, ready to head into this recession. They've already been bailed out, right? The market bailed them out off the Federal Reserve's credible threat that they were gonna be buying into this corporate debt. They hardly bought any at all. And the market front run the Federal Reserve to try and, you know, make the dime off this Federal, off these, uh, off the idea the Federal Reserve was gonna be buying into this market. So the market themselves bailed out these corporations. Well, now look at these corporations. Look at the article that I leave down in the description for you guys. They're going to go into default. You're going to find that these guys are now sitting top heavy in debt without enough income to pay off those those bonds. And only the viable corporations are going to be making it through because they sat on that cash instead of reinvesting that into product that nobody wanted or an in industry that's not going to be able to be competitive with the world market once the once the supply chain opens up again and the and the distribution networks are, are free again, you're going to find that domestic manufacturing cannot compete with the foreign competitors. And unless you do some sort of laws or tariffs or, you know, duties or do something right to try and make the the foreign competition as competitive as the domestic stuff, the foreign competition will always win and the domestic manufacturing will have to suffer. It's just what's the, it's Cantillon's effect. There's no way of reversing this thing. I mean, you can try to slow it down by doing the things that they're doing and it might stretch it out for a little while, but the inevitable is the inevitable. You can't change this. This is going to take place. So I, man, I would love to keep out here and keep babbling. I'm going to come back after work and we'll just keep babbling away and we'll do a live stream. So come back. Uh, let's see. I get off of work. Like let's do a live stream around five o'clock. We'll say, okay. Somewhere around there. And uh, we'll just keep going about this stuff and we'll look forward to seeing you then. All right. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.